Good afternoon and welcome to OCTALK, the show dedicated to helping home health and hospice providers run compliant and successful agencies. OCTALK aims to bring you closer to reliable experts in home health and hospice and to share the latest news and information from the industry and from the Association of Home Care Coding and Compliance. I'm Jan Milliman, Director for OCK, and I'm happy to be hosting today's program. Today, we are going to be talking about some of the 2024 ICD-10 changes to the respiratory conditions that have been confusing to coders. And now I'd like to introduce our industry guests for this episode. We have Kelly Cavanaugh, RN, HCSD, HCSH, HCSO, BCHHC, OCK Advisory Board Member, and Quality Assurance Specialist for Riverside Home Health and Hospice, a division of the Pennant Group with us on the call today. Kelly has been in home health and hospice for 30 years. She has worked as an agency owner and administrator, DON, done billing claims, been a field nurse, done marketing, served as director of education, Coffee, and Oasis Review and Coding. And we also have Nanette Minton, RN, HCSD, HCSH, HCSO, OCK Advisory Board Member and Senior Clinical Coding Manager with Mac Legacy on the call today. Nanette has served in a leadership capacity for over 20 years, holding a variety of roles in the home care and hospice industry, including clinical, administrative, consulting, education, and agency startup and development. Thanks for joining us today, Kelly and Nanette. You're welcome. Glad to be here. Thank you. Glad to have you both here. All right. We are going to start things off with a poll. Let me just get this set up because we are trying something a little bit different today. Uh, we are going to ask two true or false questions rather than the traditional poll. So here comes our first question, and that is true or false. It is appropriate to add both COPD and emphysema when confirmed in the medical record. And we are talking about um, coding for these conditions. And the answers are true and false. So go ahead and share your answers with us. I see folks are still voting, so I'm going to wait a couple minutes before I close this out, or a couple, a few more seconds before I close this out, and I'll move us on to the second question. All right, it looks like things are slowing down, so I'm going to close that question out and pop us over to question number two for today, and that is... True or false, unspecified asthma with COPD is coded J44.89. So go ahead and let us know true or false on that question. And then we will um, discuss the results of this poll a little later in the call. Votes are still coming in fast and furious on this one, so I'm going to give it a little bit um, to run out the clock. It's kind of fun having a different style of poll today. Thanks for the suggestion, Kelly and Annette. You're welcome. All right, it looks like things are slowing down on that second question. So I am going to close that out and we will discuss the responses. Oh, I see some last, few last second folks in there. All right, I'm going to close it out and we will take a look at those responses a little bit later in the call. All right, 
listeners, we are going to move on to the um, informational section of this call. If you have any questions for our panelists today, please go ahead and ask them in the chat pane, and we'll try to get to as many of those as we can. Nanette and Kelly, I'm going to turn this segment over to you, and I'll let you know if our listeners have any questions, and I will page through the, uh, through the presentation, so just let me know if I need to advance the slide. Okay, thank you, Jan. I'll get this ball rolling for us today. Uh, back October 1, 2023, we had some changes that we experienced in the coding world, and one of them came in the form of changing the excludes notes at the J45, J44 excuse me, classification. They what they changed was the excludes one notes now all became excludes two notes. And just to refresh your memory really quickly, excludes one notes were the two codes should never be coded together. Excludes two means they can be coded together um, if the conditions are you know, both indicated you know, to be active conditions and they're, they're truly at the same time um, patients experiencing both of them. So to change from excludes one to excludes two basically means that the diagnosis that we have historically not coded in the past together with COPD, such as emphysema, we now will code together because they are no longer excluded by the excludes one notes. So if the provider documents both COPD and emphysema, for example, we would code both together to the highest level of specificity from the provider's HMP. So that has kind of created this tailspin through the respiratory condition section. So we're going to try to focus a little bit on that today and maybe be able to um, clarify some of the mud that's been, <laughs> been going on with the coding. So next slide. We're going to talk just briefly about the, the coding. Just a reminder. Coding is based on provider documentation. And by provider, we mean physicians, nurse practitioners, uh, physician assistants, um, those practitioners that are diagnosing conditions for the patient. So as always, we cannot code based on the agency field clinician's notes. So when in doubt, you would want to query. If your field clinician's documentation tells you something other than your provider documentation on your HMPs, you would want to query those providers to see exactly what the patient truly has. So that's, that's a little bit of a clarification there. Okay, so the next slide, we're going to talk a second about unspecified COPD. Unspecified COPD, if you look it up, uh, if you look up COPD in your um, index, it will give you, and you get to J, the J44 category, you will get some clarification generic terms. So if, you, if you're seeing in your HMP generic things like chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, chronic obstructive airway disease, chronic obstructive lung disease. So you're seeing very generic things like lung disease, airway disease, pulmonary disease. And that is all, if that is all you have, then this would code to J44.9. 
So we want to look for the clarifying term. So on J44.9 in your Decision Health Coding Manual or on the Coding Center, you want to be sure you're looking at the clarifying terms at that J44.9 because it will list for you these items of what, what is considered unspecified COPD. Note of caution, however, you will also see following that clarifying terms under J44.9, you'll see an includes note that comes up next in, in your boxes. Just be aware that this is listed under J44.9 as includes notes, but that is for the entire J44 category, not just J44.9. So it can be a little bit confusing if you're looking at all those includes notes, but if you are in J44.9, it's because you are unspecified. You don't have any further information. So just be careful with that note and don't get confused. The next thing we can talk about is specified COPD. So by specified COPD, what we're talking about here is you have additional documentation of things like um, chronic obstructive bronchitis, or you've got some asthma, or you've got emphysema being mentioned. So those are things that make your COPD more specified situation because you've got further information on your HMP from your provider. So these are would be some specified types of COPD. Quick caution on bronchitis. If you don't have the qualifying terms, you just have bronchitis, but you don't have chronic or obstructive or chronic and obstructive bronchitis, then that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about things that are brought in with the COPD category. So the bronchitis by itself is a totally J42 situation. So if the patient has some combinations of these things, so if the patient has COPD and asthma, if the type of asthma is specified by the physician or the non-physician non practitioners, then we're gonna code the J45 for the type of asthma following the guidelines. And you're gonna code that along with COPD. But as we're gonna talk further here in a minute, that's gonna change your COPD code. So just, just know right now in your, in your mind that when you have specified COPD, so you have more information, emphysema, asthma, chronic obstructive bronchitis, that's gonna change your codes. So we're not talking J44.9 anymore. So like, like I said, we're going we're gonna to talk further about that in just a minute, and uh, Nanette's going to elaborate further on that in, the, in, the, in just a few minutes for you. So that, now that we've got kind of the groundwork and kind of some definitions in your mind, Nanette's going to take us a little bit further. Okay, great. Thanks, uh, thanks Kelly. I appreciate that. Um, so our, our hope today, um, as Kelly said, is to just try to give you some very specific things. Uh, we realize this is a very specific topic, but it has created a lot of confusion in the industry. So we want to try to clarify that, we hope. So we've got this new code 
as of October 1st, um, and it's the J44.89, and it's other specified chronic obstructive pulmonary disease. Um, and so you've got this, and sorry, we've got two chronics in there, but it's other specified chronic obstructive pulmonary disease. And this would be something that says in your clarifying terms, uh, where you don't just have the chronic and the bronchitis, but you've got the term asthmatic or emphysematous. Um, now, that doesn't necessarily mean you go ahead and add the emphysema code, but you've got chronic asthmatic bronchitis, chronic emphysematous bronchitis. So if the term asthma, asthmatic, um, uh, you know, are included with that COPD, then we want to code that J44.89 is the correct code. Um, and, you know, that's kind of um, one of the things you want to be sure and just clarify in your mind. Um, so on our next slide, when, again, just to really kind of bring this home, when you have asthma and COPD, um, you've got the J44.89, which is the other specified chronic obstructive pulmonary disease. Um, and again, um, if you have no further clarification of the type of asthma, um, unless it's exacerbated, you would not include an asthma code because it's covered under J44.89. If, however, um, the type is unknown and it's listed as exacerbated um, or the type is known, then you're going to add that as an additional code. Uh, so again, it can get really confusing sometimes, uh, but again, you've got that unspecified COPD, uh, no further information, then you're going to stick with that J44.9. Don't think that this is the new COPD code. We want to be really careful that you have to have that uh, specific documentation under um, the clarifying terms and what this actually means. So what if you have asthma and emphysema on our next slide? Um, think about, um, you know, emphysema is a more specific code than unspecified COPD, um, does not include the asthmatic portion. So let's say the record doesn't say anything about um, COPD and all you have is asthma and emphysema then we need to code both. And I think the main point that we're trying to get across here is we want everybody to understand that we need to really add um, any respiratory condition that we may come across. Um, it's really important just to make sure, um, it used to be very frustrating when you would go through a record and you had about 200 pages. Uh, they mentioned COPD 60 times, and then in one little spot, they mentioned emphysema, and technically you were supposed to just code the emphysema. So um, it's it honestly, truly, um, I'm thankful that we are actually able to now move forward and really fully classify these patients according to what 
um, they're supposed to, uh, what they're supposed to be, and really list all the things that are wrong because these diseases are treated differently. They're not the same thing and they don't fall under that same category. Um, so again, that can be um, really frustrating. Okay, so just a couple of things that I know our slides are kind of sparse. We just wanted to really give you just a good overview on this one topic um, and be able to answer maybe some questions that come up. Um, so you've got, um, what if you see emphysema um, and you also see bronchiectasis? Uh, and I always say, um, you know, when I have a respiratory condition, I can code my mother because you know, she's got the chronic asthmatic bronchitis and she's got bronchiectasis. Um, um, so we need to go ahead and code those um, correctly. So we would add, again, you're going to be adding these codes. If you see COPD and emphysema and bronchiectasis, then you're going to be adding all of those codes. Um, so uh, just keep that in mind. Um, think through those whenever you're looking at it. Um, look at the record clearly um, and make sure that you're uh, being thorough uh, in that. I guess the last point before we open it up to questions um, is just to think about scrubber errors. Um, you know, this is something that you have to be really um, considerate of and, and you have to think about um, that, you know, sometimes when the coding rules change, um, the scrubber will give certain alerts. And we just want to make sure that you understand that um, it's truly not guidance um, and that, you know, when you're looking at the scrubber, that you still need to go back to your coding guidelines and, um, you know, be aware when you need to ignore those scrubber alerts and don't change your coding just because a scrubber is giving you some type of um, alert in this particular um, situation. Um, so again, um, our topic was really kind of short and sweet today, uh, but we wanted to save time for questions and then, um, you know, let Jan run through that poll with us and see how we can help clarify this one topic that um, has been has been kind of a, a you know gosh are you sure we can do this are we sure we can add all those codes and has been somewhat um, confusing in the industry especially I've heard uh, that people are just wanting to assign that J4489 code to everything um, and again like we've said there's very specific um, guidelines on how to do that so um, Jan, if you want to talk about our poll results and then see if we've had any questions come in, that would be great. All right, sounds good. Okay, first up, we had the question, it is, well, the true or false, it is appropriate to add both COPD and emphysema when confirmed in the medical record. So let me go ahead and share that poll. All right, so the majority of folks on that one um, chose true, but we did have some choosing false. So what's tricky about that? And so I'm that's that's you. really, yeah, that's really interesting. And, and it may just be, um, you know, for uh, as Kelly and I were preparing for this presentation and Kelly jump in if you have anything, but, you know, for years we've 
really just had this whole situation where, um, you know, it was just ingrained in our brain that you couldn't code them both at the same time. So, you know, learning to to stay updated on those um, updates and those regulations and the excludes notes and, and how to move forward. So. And I realize I didn't I don't know if I said the the correct answer for that one is true. So just so that yep. folks are um, aware of that. Yes. But so that, that's this is. This is yeah, the uh, the epitome of what happened when we changed from an excludes one to an excludes two note. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let me ch change up the question and we'll share the other one here. All right. And this question was true or false? Unspecified asthma is coded or with COPD is coded. J44.89 and again we had 67% true on that and 33% false. Yes and okay. the answer is true. The answer is true on this one <laughs> and that's um, kind of the point we were trying to to pull out here is the fact that the even even an unspecified asthma will change the code for COPD because it gives you more information about the COPD. So it becomes now a specified COPD and it would be coded with J4489, but you would not also add a J45 code because it is an unspecified asthma. So how I put this in my brain, not to confuse the issue further or to get off onto another topic, but I think about when we're coding C with um, CBAs and dysphagia, so if you have a specified dysphagia, you're going to add an additional code and along with the I69391 code, you're going to add in a specified form of dysphagia. So I, I kind of put it in my brain that way so that COPD now has become specified, but I don't have any specified asthma to add the additional code. I love that, Kelly, because that's that's a great example of how to to really um, think through those codes. We always have to have all the tips and tricks. You know, there's only what, I don't have the exact number of codes, but over 74,000. So, you know, we can't know them all. <laughs> <Right>. Exactly. <laughs> and it does, it does help to actually go back to the book or the coding center, whichever you use. I, I still do it in my daily practice just to make sure I have it right for right now until it gets into my brain, because this is such a switch from what we've done for years. No, and I'm really glad you said that because that's one of the practices as I was on some calls last week, um, you know, with uh, those of us who do education on coding. And one of the things we all said was, this is still new and I go back to my book. Um, and so that's really the whole thing is, you know, remembering that you have to go back and you have to look and you have to read and reread. Um, I do that every time I get complicated things. Um, another example would be if I'm coding, um, you know, I've got multiple types of, of heart attacks or other things and I'm like, oh, I've got to go read about that because I just don't have um, the brain capacity to keep all that memorized and to make sure exactly. it doesn't change that I'm correct in, in that. So it's a challenge and anytime I'm training a new coder, I'll tell them, you know, before you even start, take five, 10 minutes and just read your guidelines every day. Read, you know, a little bit, then the next day start over. And if you make that a practice, then sooner or later, those become ingrained in your mind and um, it, it'll just make you a better, a better coder for sure, so. Excellent advice. Thanks, 
Thanks, ladies. We did have one question come in, and I know this area is still, you know, a complex one. So hopefully this question isn't is is a good straightforward question for you. Um, the question is, if you use the J4489, what if you have acute exacerbation of COPD? Do you use both J44.89 and J44.1? No, and that that's no. that's a really good I mean that's a really really good question and we really didn't go through and talk about exacerbations. And so um it, think about it like how you would do how in in this way you can think about what you would do if you used to code J44.9. If it's exacerbated, you're just going to use that exacerbation code and then at recertification then you know, if the patient's still on service, then you would change it back over to the J44.89. But it is not appropriate to add uh, both. Kelly, did you have any other comments on that? No, not really. Just this, know that, you know, when you're doing your coding in general for any other, you know, body, body section other than respiratory, um, you're always going to look for those codes that are specific to what you're dealing with. And since we have those those additional codes, the J44.0 for when you have the infections and the J44.1 when you have the exacerbations, those are very specific codes for your very specific situation. The J4489 and the J44.9 are more for your more ambiguous or not quite as a specific situation. Yeah, yeah. Good, good way to put it. So, yeah. Hope that was helpful to the uh, person who uh, answered that question. Of course, if you have further questions, feel free to um, send those in. I know Jan will give that information and we can respond to those. Definitely. And the person with the question said thank you. So they are happy for that answer. <laughs> Thanks, ladies. All right. Well, we are going to move on to our next uh, next part of this call. And that is what's new with AHOC. And I, this is the section where we share updates from the Association of Home Care Coding and Compliance and what we are up to. And if you are an AHOC member, I just want to let you know that applications are still open for our committees. We have open seats on the BMSC exam committees, as well as the AHOC Documentation Integrity Committee and the new Education Committee that we are forming. You can find out more and apply at the link in our handouts. And if you haven't downloaded the handouts as part of our live call, you can find them on the OCK website under resources and free webinars. And that's ahcc.decisionhealth.com. And we encourage you to apply for seats on the committees. Um, Nanette and Kelly both help out with various committees and I think would attest to what good conversations and ideas we share on those committees. There are some of the most fun I have here at OCK, so I hope folks will uh, take the opportunity to apply for those openings. Absolutely. It's it's a wonderful, wonderful experience uh, being able to share with colleagues and just making network connections um, with some folks. It's it's really, it's it's been very exciting for me. Absolutely. I'll second that, Kelly, for sure. Thanks so much, ladies. All right. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Talk. Thanks so much, Kelly and Nanette, for the great information. 
And thanks to all of our listeners for tuning in. We hope you'll join us again on our next call on February 26th when Kelly and Annette will be back with us and we'll be talking about hospice coding requirements and issues around hospice coding. In the meantime, if you'd like to re-listen to this episode or a previous one on the go, you can now find OcTalk on your favorite podcast app. And if you have any suggestions for future guests, topics, or ideas about the format of the show, please send me an email at jan.milliman at decisionhealth.com. Today's topic came from a listener, and we always welcome your ideas for future episodes. Thanks so much for listening. Nanette and Kelly, thanks again for being our panelists this month, and we'll see you all next month. Take care. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye, guys.